When he says, blessed are the pure in heart, this is the heart he wants to see within our lives without a doubt. This is the heart that will bear fruit. So the impure heart will not bear fruit. The impure heart will not see God. The impure heart Christ does not approve of. And so what do we learn about the pure heart? Well, the pure heart, of course, is diametrically opposed to the impure heart. The, the, the word pure is defined as something that is undefiled. So purity is the opposite of impurity. Just take a second right now and just let that filter over your life and heart. Purity versus impurity. Where's the purity in your life for the Lord? Just, just take a second now. Where's the impurity? Matthew 5, 8 contains one of the most incredible promises of Scripture. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Just what that means for us today and how that can radically change our perspectives and our lives is for us to discover more. Welcome to Live in the Light. And we're glad you've chosen to be here in the middle of our series called The Life That God Blesses. We're digging deep into the Beatitudes, and today we're in Matthew 5, 8, and seeing that the blessed life means a pure heart, a truckload of blessing coming our way today, loved ones. So may God lead us in this now. Let's join up with Robbie in today's teaching. I, mean, I talk to you and how many conversations they go into some form of um, mediocrity is so boring. Uh, mediocrity is so uninspiring. So many of you, you're just, you're just tired of the lukewarm Christian life. You just, you've kind of been there and you're like, this is so lame. I want more of him. I want more of the beauty and the glory of the gospel and of my God himself. I, I, I want more of him in my life. I want to see God the way God wants to be seen. I want my heart to be pure. God wants my heart, I know it. And so many of you are moving in that path with is such a blessing as being pastor of this church. And I, I love you for it. And I pray more and more and more and more people joining together again to see this reality lived out within our lives. And God keeps knocking and today's no exception. Today is so clear. God is knocking, he is calling, he is pursuing you again. And this is the call we're gonna receive all the way to heaven. So my advice to you is you might as well pick up the phone and you might as well answer now before it's too late. Honestly, in Canada, how many Christians going through the motions and really, when it really comes down to it, really not caring that much about God at all? How do I know? Just the way they live. God is a factor. He is not the all in all. He has to be. Know this, God wants your heart. Number two, know this, God wants your undivided heart. Or hear this, God wants your undivided heart. God wants my undivided heart. This is the specifics now of this beatitude, specifically what is the pure heart? The pure in heart, what does that mean? This is, remember in this verse, this is the heart that Christ approves of. When he says, blessed are the pure in heart, this is the heart he wants to see within our lives without a doubt. This is the heart that will bear fruit. So the impure heart will not bear fruit. The impure heart will not see God. The impure heart Christ does not approve of. 
And so what do we learn about the pure heart? Well, the pure heart, of course, is diametrically opposed to the impure heart. The, the, the word pure is defined as something that is undefiled. So purity is the opposite of impurity. Just take a second right now and just let that filter over your life and heart. Purity versus impurity. Where's the purity in your life for the Lord? Just, just take a second now. Where's the impurity? Where's the impurity? Some of us right away, we got some right away. Some of us, we got a couple things right away. The impurity of our lives. Is it how we think? Is that how we talk? Is that how we behave? That impurity again will not be blessed. The most important part about the aspect of, the, of those who are pure in heart really comes down to the, uh, to the reality and the profound nature of salvation itself. Uh, only those who are pure in heart are the ones who are saved. Revelation 21, verse 27 on the screen for you. Notice, speaking of the new Jerusalem, this is, this is heaven, notice this, but nothing unclean, nothing impure will enter the new Jerusalem. Nothing impure is getting in, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. And only those written in the Lamb's book of life are only the ones who have true hearts that are truly pure. And only those whose hearts are truly pure are the ones who are actually getting into heaven will enter into the new Jerusalem and see the Lord Jesus Christ face to face and dwell with him. Blessed are the pure in heart. Fundamentally, they shall see God. They understand the reality of salvation. Let me be crystal clear. We don't produce purity on our own. This purity must start from the blood of Jesus on the cross which watches, washes us and makes us white as snow that we can be presented before the lamb as pure and spotless. It's what Jesus Christ, Jesus produces our purity on the cross. We receive the pure in heart by placing our faith and trust and forgiveness of our sins in Jesus Christ alone. Pure in heart as a beginning has nothing to do with us. It's all with Jesus Christ. And yet, once we are made pure by the blood of Jesus Christ through faith in him, we are now called to grow in purity with a life lived being sanctified, set apart for the things of Jesus Christ. Let me explain it this way. I've done this in past years. I gotta make sure I keep bringing certain things up again to make sure we're all on the same page. Here's a little theological graph or chart on the screen for you. As we relate the reality of our sin as we, and you can also see the pure in heart within this, and I'll try to explain it to you. As we look at, we are made pure in heart at justification. We went over this a couple of weeks ago. In justification, one time act, we are forgiven of the penalty of sin. So justification is past tense. We have been forgiven, saved from the penalty of sin. Again, past tense. So we are made pure in heart at the moment we are justified. We are declared innocent. So those who are pure in heart, though, can't just stay there. They must grow. And that begins the process of sanctification. And right now, then, if we are in Christ, we are being saved. We currently are being saved from the power of sin. Anyone here fighting a battle of sin in their life right now? Anyone? Anyone? Oh, like a third of us. No, no, correction. All of us are fighting the battle of sin in our lives. That's the point of the Christian life. Grow in holiness. Do you sometimes have the sense I'm doing what I don't want to do? And when I do what I do, I'm not doing. Ever heard that before? Romans 7, that's Paul's great struggle. 
That's where we are. We are in this battle of flesh versus spirit. Even now in this room, a battle of flesh versus spirit. We are being saved from the power of sin. This is what it means that you are called to grow in purity of heart. You have been made pure. You are called to grow in this purity now. And ultimately glorification then speaks of that we, future tense, we shall be saved from the presence of sin. Somebody say hallelujah. I mean, please, Lord, any day, the presence of sin gone where we will be perfectly pure in heart at that moment. That's what's happening here. Blessed are the pure in heart. Listen, in all three stages there, there are elements of seeing God. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Let's keep going and unpacking this phrase. The pure heart means the undefiled heart. Behind this word also means the undivided heart. The undivided heart means this is the heart without hypocrisy. This carries the meaning of the word single. Hey, what's the problem with someone who's a hypocrite? The problem with a hypocrite is that they're two people. They're internally divided. They say one thing, they do another, or they do one thing and they say another. They are not the same person. The hypocrite is internally divided. That is a heart that is not pure. But the heart that's pure is the heart that has a single-minded devotion. It carries an undivided affection and devotion towards the Lord Jesus Christ. This is essential for the Christian life. If you want to be blessed, you must be constantly pursuing an undivided devotion and affection for your Savior. He wants your heart. He wants an undivided heart. It's not good to be 50% with Jesus and 50% in the world. That's not gonna cut it. You will miss out massively on God's blessings for you. God calls for an undivided heart here today again. And remember, one of the reasons Jesus was preaching the Sermon on the Mount was he was stating what he believes is most important, the character of our lives, which would directly confront certain religious leaders in just a few moments. Of course, that being the scribes, and the Pharisees. Listen to what Jesus said to the scribes and the Pharisees who were important, influential people in their time that a lot of people were afraid of and were listening to. Jesus walks in and blows up their whole system amazingly in just a few words. You wanna turn with me, turn to Matthew chapter 23. Matthew chapter 23 is Jesus starts unleashing on the hypocrisy and the sinfulness of the Pharisees. Matthew 23, verse 25. Matthew 23, verse 25. Look at how relevant this is to our text today. Matthew 23, verse 25. Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. Did he say that softly or loudly? I suggest to you, he said that at least with great intensity. Hypocrites. For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate. Listen, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Heart check, heart check. Is there greed and self-indulgence upon your life? It's Christmas time. Is Christmas time defined as greed and self-indulgence or is Christmas time defined as glory and a love for the Lord Jesus Christ? Just, 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 just get that out right now. Jesus Christ has something pretty strong to say about greed and self-indulgence. Notice he says in verse 26, you blind Pharisee, you see, the impure heart cannot see. The hypocritical heart is blind. 
You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate that the outside also may be clean. If you really want to be cleansed on the outside, you gotta start on the inside. It's the internal transformation that always leads to the external transformation. Again, why there's so many people in this land attending church today and yet remain unchanged on the inside because they lack a heart that's pure, understanding the true gospel of Jesus Christ. They stand up, they sit down, they say prayers, they do good things, they walk in and out, they think they're there, but there's nothing happening within. They can't see God. They're all around God. They're sitting in a house of God and yet can't see God. Verse 27, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. Wow. Verse 28, so you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Outwardly, you appear righteous, but Jesus calls them for exactly where they are or where they're not. But inside, you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. You see, they can't see God. They are standing in the face of Jesus Christ. They are talking to him. They cannot see him. They see a man they wanna kill. They see a man that they hate. They see a man that is taking away their power and their money. And they wanna kill him. They can't see God for their hearts are not pure. Do you see why Jesus starts the greatest sermon ever with the Beatitudes? Because only the pure in heart will see God. An Old Testament parallel text to Matthew 5 verse 8, Psalm 24. Let me just say it over you. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord? Who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Listen who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. Listen to what it says here, ready? He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Clean hands, pure heart, he will receive blessing from the Lord. He's not an actor. He's not a hypocrite. He's not lifting up his soul to what is false. He does not swear deceitfully. He does not lie. He has integrity. He is a man or a woman seeking with, with a, a undivided heart, the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. He will be blessed. And it goes on to say then, one of the final verses, it says, such is the generation that seek the Lord, that seek the face of God of Jacob. That's the generation that will be blessed that seeks the Lord, the face of God of Jacob with an undivided heart, with a pure heart, with a love for him. Loved ones, he wants your heart today. Now you have two choices today as you hear this message, as do I. You can run from God or you can run to God. It's um, whenever I'm confronted with hard words like this and yet beautiful words as I find them to be, it always hurts me but it heals me. And I wanna run so fast to the Lord. It's amazing to me people when they, they, they are confronted with God wants my heart and to cope with the conviction they feel they run in the opposite direction because ultimately they don't want to see the changes that God wants to change. And the most devastating part is they are running towards destruction and running away from blessing. 
Can you by faith, can I by faith today believe that God knows more than I do? That God's ways are better than mine? Can you by faith today believe that regardless of what you're up against and what sin closet you might have, that if you trust that with God, if you turn to the Lord with this area of your life, that God knows more than you, that you will believe that it'll be so hard, but you will be so blessed if you pursue obedience and love with a heart that is united for the things of God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Know this, loved ones. God wants your heart. Hear this, loved ones. God wants an undivided heart. Thirdly, loved ones, believe this. God wants to give you a seeing heart. God wants to give me a heart that sees, a heart that can see. Matthew 5a, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. They shall see God. They shall see God. That is glorious. That is awesome to see God. This is the ultimate goal of the pure in heart. It's the truth that we shall see God again. And in that, in that theological little chart we show, we see God at salvation. We see God now as we grow in purity, but ultimately we shall see God in heaven. We shall see him face to face. It applies both here and what will be. It's the reality of our future promise of the glory that awaits us that has to affect our present reality in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, this is what the Bible says right now. The Bible says, the more you understand the glory that will be and you see that reality, the more than that truth affects your present truth right here and now. The more you are a man or woman consumed with the reality of you are in Christ and you start to see God more and more through the mundane or the big or the major or the minor, whatever it is, you see God more now as you long for God more in the future because the future reality impacts your present reality. That's what the Bible wants to say to you today. That's what God wants to say to you today. He wants to give us hearts that see, hearts that truly see the glorious vision of the path and the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. But think about this, blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Here's the devastation. What about the impure hearts then? They do not see God. The Pharisees do not see God. The religious people in our day with no genuine affection for the Lord Jesus Christ do not see God. Our world does not see God. If it has an impure heart and rejects the Lord Jesus Christ, they cannot see God. This is why Jesus Christ is yet to return that we would continue to preach the gospel across this world, that the church would continue to proclaim the one, the one way to see the Lord Jesus Christ, that there is no other name given among men under heaven by which we must be saved. There's only Jesus Christ. These are the people that see God. But, but, but think about it. And I, and I pray you today can sit here and without a doubt say, I know I see God. I had a young man come up last night after the service and just gave his life to Jesus Christ. I want to see God. I want to know that I know that I know. I don't want to be in this realm of I might, I might not be. I want to know. Well, praise the Lord. Let's get your faith then in line with Scripture that you can leave here tonight and know, saying to this man, you can know and you can see and rejoice in the reality that your heart has made pure and now a call to greater purity because he had areas of his life that needed to change. He had things he was flat out doing that were sinful and he knows it and he can see it. He sees his sin, but he sees a greater savior. And that's not just for him, of course, this weekend. Think of what the pure in heart see at salvation. Do you remember the day you were saved? Can you remember the time when you were saved? I pray you can remember the season of your life when you were saved. I remember the day when I was saved. And I remember literally jumping, moving, light on my feet on some level and saying in some form, I can see, I can see. 
It makes sense to me. I can see my sin. I can see my savior. No wonder John Newton wrote Amazing Grace, so sweet the sound that saves a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. You see, you see, you see, you see. You see that you see this is the wonder of salvation. I mean, this is what you need to hold so close to your heart. The more you see the reality of your salvation, the more you see more of God now, the more your heart becomes pure in that moment of the cross of Jesus Christ and you're growing in Jesus Christ and the reality you'll be with Jesus Christ forever. The more we talk about this, the more we should have hearts that see, that see our salvation, rejoice in our salvation, that long for this. Just think of what the pure in heart see in creation. The impure hearts say uh, uh, evolution. They say Big Bang. They see nothing. They see no design, all chance. What a disaster. What a tragedy. And yet we who are believers in Lord Jesus Christ, we join with the psalmist to say, the heavens proclaim the glory of God and the sky above proclaims his handiwork and, and we have infinite possibilities to gaze upon creation and see our God. And when we see our God, we love our God. I mean, here's, here's one example that we hope is relevant and yet not so relevant right now, right? Here's a snowflake. This is a real snowflake created by God. Look at it. I mean, just look at that. That's beautiful. This week confirmed of all the snowflakes that have ever fallen in the history of this planet, no two are the same. That's, that's, just think about that. Here's another snowflake. Look, there's design written everywhere. It's beautiful. But the impure heart looks at that and says, oh, that's nice, but it's nothing. The pure heart says, that is my God. This is who I worship. And you see what happens? Like I'm showing you right now two snowflakes and a lot of your hearts right now are starting to worship in a greater way through two snowflakes because you're seeing the God who created you and you're seeing the God who created the universe and you're seeing the God who saved you from death and sin and hell and Satan. And now you wanna worship more. Now you wanna live for him more because you're choosing to dwell upon the one who has given you everything. The pure in heart, the pure in heart will see God. And this is why this principle never, ever leaves our life. Consider what the pure in heart see in scripture. The pure in heart see this book as not a chore. The pure in heart see this book as your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path, a lamp unto my feet. That's what the pure in heart see. The pure in heart, before salvation, the impure heart see this is just some book. I don't really understand. The pure in heart, this is my life. Because this points me to my God. And I read this, that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And that amazes me that I need this as a headlamp for where I go in this life. And everywhere I go, I want to see God. This book helps me see to see more. As it is right now, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Think of the pure in heart see at Christmas time. The pure in heart don't see presents and, and all these uh, uh, trivial things. The pure in heart see Jesus Christ in the maid. That's what we're going for. The pure in heart uh, don't want to see this, but you might see this. Here's a, something I came across this week at a, outside of a mall. 
I just had to take a picture. Okay, ready? Spend 250 bucks and get a Santa Fast Pass. <laughs> really? Let's just stop on that for a second. Spend 250 bucks and you're telling me in return, I get a Fast Pass to Santa. Where do I sign up, you know? <laughs> or here's the, other, here's the other option I have in my life. Jesus Christ literally has given me everything by dying on the cross for my life. He now offers me the free gift of life through grace and eternal like Jesus Christ. I'm with him forever. Hmm, 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 hmm. Uh, 250 bucks, free Santa Fast Pass or, Santa, or, or life in Jesus Christ forever by grace, eternity with him. You see what the pure in heart see? The pure in heart, man, you just, you, you just see right through it all. You're getting rid of all the trash. Enough of the lies. 250 bucks for, for give me a break. <laughs> the pure in heart in Christmas time, man, how much they see of what God wants them to see. Think of what the pure in heart see in suffering. Friday, Newtown, Connecticut. 20 children, six adults, massacred. For what? We, don't, we can't explain it. What do the pure in heart see? The pure in heart must hate evil and hate the works of demonic Satan. The pure in heart must suffer with those who suffer and weep with those who weep. And the pure in heart will look at our world and like never before, they will say, I love God with all I got. He's the only one. He's the only one who can deliver us from such evil across our planet. He's the only one who can make the wrongs right. He's the only one that when he comes back, he will serve justice. He will bring all of this. And we, I can't explain to you Friday in Newtown. I can't do it. I'm not trying to do it. I don't understand fully, but I do know the God that I belong to and love. And I trust him and his perfect wisdom and his sovereignty in the reality of such horrific things such as this and the suffering that we encounter on and on throughout our lives. That is one of the reasons that we have such faith in our God, who's the only one who can deal with such things. As hard as this is, the pure in heart look to the only one who can set them free from such misery, destruction, and in this case, horrific murder. <coughs> might I just add, if you've ever needed a greater reason to go all in for Jesus Christ, I mean, has there ever been a time, it's more, are you gonna live for the world, really, really? You're gonna set your hopes on this world? Really? That's a lack of wisdom. There has never been a clearer time as you look at the landscape of this, of this planet and the reality of the darkness to say, is there anything else to live for other than Jesus Christ? The answer is no. The pure in heart see that and go for him with abandon. What do the pure in heart see the moment Jesus Christ returns? Do you know how much the Bible talks about the return of Christ? A ton. Why? That's what we're living for. The pure in heart dwell upon, long for the return of Jesus Christ. But here's the reality. Here's what the, um, the impure heart, the unbelievers are gonna see or feel at the return of Christ. Matthew 24, 
verse 30. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man on the screen for you, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. All the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with great power and great glory. They will mourn because they have rejected him. But notice what 1 John chapter 3, verse 2 says on the screen for you, beloved, we are God's children now. This is what you see with a pure heart and what we will be has not yet appeared. This is beautiful. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in Jesus Christ purifies himself as he is pure. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If you'd like to hear this message again or the rest of the messages from this series, you can find these free resources and more on our website at liveinthelight.ca. That's liveinthelight.ca. If you'd like to get a copy of the entire series, make sure you phone us at 1-844-22-LIGHT. That's 1-844-225-4448. Our prayer is that people are impacted by living the light. They would be renewed in mind, reinforced in faith, and resolved in will to live in Jesus Christ. I'm Craig Turnbull, and on behalf of Robbie Simons, we invite you to join us again next time on Live in the Light.